the volume. All right, welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever. Alex Monaco chilling with Live Moods. It is a Thursday, mid-April. We are in the middle of the play-in tournament, but most of the series are locked. Live, how you feeling? We went two and two against the spread. Yeah. You know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Not bad at all. Um, Cavs was nice. That one was a sweat, though. My God, I felt like we were... At the last second, it's so funny. So many people, and I'm sure you can understand this because, you know, you've got a lot of shows and podcasts and whatnot. People are very quick. Like halftime, I was already getting people tweeting going, yikes. Like I even tweeted, yikes, Cavs plus nine and a half, not looking good. And there's always time. There's always time for a little backdoor cover. And thank God uh, the Nets kind of let their guard down a little bit. The Cavs were able to come back. But, oh, my gosh, I was sweating that one out big time, big time. 20 point deficit in the first quarter the real bet was taking the Cavs plus 19 and a half right there after the first quarter that was a no sweat but yeah that's that's the world and really we should have went three and one because I personally felt like the Clippers blew that game and I I still contest we were on the right side I, I haven't I haven't gotten over that game actually I can't believe that they lost yeah, that was a tough one. And we can we'll we'll talk in a little bit about the Timberwolves, but that was a very interesting game. That one was uh it was an interesting win by the Wolves, but I really think that the Clippers, yeah, they they blew it. They they definitely blew it. Well, coming up on today's show, we're going to break down each series that are locked and discuss at the end the last two play-in games between the Hawks, Cavs and Pelicans Clippers. We're going to start with the Brooklyn Nets and the Celtics and talk a little game one, two here, Liv. So it's a four and a half point line. The Nets are getting four and a half and plus 162 on the money line. And as far as the series bettings go on FanDuel, the number lies right now at the Nets plus 120 and the Celtics minus 142. I'm going to... Come to you first here, your thoughts on game one and this overall series price. Yeah, I don't think that there's great value here taking the Celtics to win the series. I think it's better to go into the FanDuel Sportsbook and maybe check out um, correct number of games. You know, if you really think that the Celtics are going to win, take a jab at, you know, if you think it's going to go till game six or go till game four, whatever you think, there's probably better value there if you think the Celtics are winning this series. But at minus 142, I wouldn't personally lay the juice with that. Uh, I do think that the Celtics are going to win this series. I am not sold on the Nets. I also have to tell you, we have talked about this many, many times with this Brooklyn Nets team. Their defense is awful. And you cannot allow a team like you cannot allow a duo like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to just shoot the lights out of the place. I think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both can hang with KD and Kyrie. And I think the one thing the Celtics have that the Nets do not is strong defense. And I think that's going to work in their favor. I think there's a lot of people nervous about no Robert Williams, but I also think a large part of this defense has to do with Marcus Smart and he is still playing. He is still healthy. So I'm not entirely worried about the Celtics losing Robert Williams. Do I think it was a huge loss? Yes. But I don't think when facing a team like the Nets, Robert Williams is going to be a make or break for them. So I actually have a lot of faith in the Celtics in this series. I'm not sold on the Nets, 
for God's sake, excuse me for getting all heated first thing this morning, but when is Ben Simmons picking up a basketball again? Because I'm sick of the conversation. I'm sick of everyone going, oh, you know, he's what I saw a tweet, Monaco, that about put me on the floor. It said he's walking around like he's Jordan. Excuse me, come again. Which Jordan are we talking about here? Because if you are comparing this man to the goat, I will literally pass out and hit the floor. I just can't with all this Ben Simmons stuff. We have yet to see him suit up and play with this Nets team. Now, if you throw him back into the mix with the Nets, what does that look like for the Nets? We don't know. I think to me, it's a big question mark. Um, He's going to be facilitating offense. They're not used to that. They haven't really had time to truly play in a pressured position with Ben Simmons yet. So I just don't have any faith that that's going to go as great as many people may think it will. So I'm rocking with the Celtics here. I'm over the Ben Simmons stuff. I'll believe it when I see it, when he finally suits up and plays a game, but I'm not even sold that when he does play, it's going to be as electric as everyone thinks it will be. Yeah. I, that Jordan comparison better be MJ, <laughs> MJ on the wizards and frame related. Like there's nothing about that comparison. That should even so be tweet worthy. All right. Well, I think you are on the right side. My ego's in the way a little, my sports ego, I should say with not feeling comfortable fading Durant and Kyrie in the first round. I'm, I'm nibbling on plus 120. I went on a tangent yesterday about it. I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But I do have a number in front of me that the Nets are 37 and 19 when KD is in the lineup. And the one game that was really only a sample size we can even look at that had the players we needed to assess in the series was the six-point Tatum 54-point outing and, and a Celtics win a few weeks back. They beat him by six, Tatum at 54, and the Celtics got to the free throw line 18 more times. I look at this like if the Nets can really focus on going, and this is an outrageous sentiment, but going berserk on offense. They have more points per game. They are a better field goal shooting team. They're a better three-point field goal shooting team. And they actually pass the ball better with more assists. There's a lot of offensive statistical categories that lean nets in this series. I know we're going against pretty much the best defense in the NBA in this Celtics team. But they were also one game under 500 through 50 games. So it's, it's tough for me after watching what the Nets were capable of doing, which was a 40-piece in the first quarter against the Cavs, I know night and day defense. Cavs don't play terrible defense, but this team is capable of going ballistic for 120-130 any game. I can't get the 4-1 series last year out of my head where they routed the Celtics. I know it's a different team, of course. Look, Williams being out in the interior is different. If Drummond can give close to a double-double every night, I don't know the status of Aldridge, but if Claxton can step up, give us double digits, and Curry cannot run around like Tony Snell like he did last game and not put up a basket. (laughs) I just think, look, this is the first time ever as teammates, last thing I'll say, Durant and Kyrie had double digit in assists, and the first time since 2018 where KD had back-to-back games in assists. He's taking on this odd kind of role where he's – playing like a point forward almost for this team and really looking to involve everyone. And I think that could be infectious. I just don't have it in my head to not take this Nets team. I I'm probably on the wrong side because I'm emotional, but that's, that's the tangent. (laughs) Nothing wrong with being emotional, Monaco. (laughs) Well, you know, the Italian in me gets in the way, but it's, (laughs) 
It's a Celtics team better defense. So I do think Liv's on the right side, and, and I'm on the emotional side as we keep it moving. But let's get into – let's switch to the West. We're going to bounce around here. We got the Warriors and the Nuggets coming up next. Got to kick it to you. you probably emotional on this series, but where are you on the Warriors and the Nuggets? The Warriors are minus 250 on FanDuel to win the series, Nuggets plus 205. This one is so tough for me. It is so tough for me because I'm trying to remove my bias from the equation. I'm really trying to just look at this matchup, but really I'm, I'm a little surprised that the Warriors are getting minus 205 as a favorite in this series. I mean, we've watched these two teams play many times this season and the Nuggets have held their own. Now I understand that in those games, we either were without Draymond Green or without Steph Curry. So we really haven't seen this Warriors team in full uh, for a while. So I, I get, you know, why there's maybe some apprehension to give a little bit more credit to this Nuggets team. However, I think that's exactly why I do lean Nuggets in this series and it's the fact that I feel like right now maybe as of the last couple weeks of games I feel like the Nuggets are clicking they're finding everyone's playing their position very well everyone's finding their role on the court for a long time obviously the Nuggets were out a lot of guys early on in the season they were very injured with PJ Dozier MPJ uh, Jamal Murray a year ago this time was out obviously that's a huge loss for this Nuggets team and we were seeing Jokic having to do literally everything and when he wasn't on the court, uh, the Nuggets were really struggling. So I'm finally seeing a little bit of Monte Morris in his point guard role, picking it up a little bit. Aaron Gordon helping out Nikola Jokic on offense and defense. Bones Highland coming off the bench and shooting the lights out in a lot of games. So I'm finally seeing this Nuggets team find their chemistry, click a little bit more. And I think that's what they have over this Warriors team. We have not seen the Warriors team in full for quite some time. And obviously the expectation is get Steph and Draymond back on the court, plus Clay Thompson, they'll be back in their rhythm. But is that going to happen right away? I don't know. So I am going to hold on to the faith and the hope that the Nuggets have had this time to really build that chemistry, really find their role um, offensively and defensively. And they've got Nikola Jokic. Is there a guy that can really stop Nikola Jokic? I don't know because we haven't seen Draymond Green fully healthy through this entire season. So it's hard for me to say, but I do lean Nuggets in this series. And I know that, that is probably mostly an emotional decision on my end, but I just don't know what we're going to get from this Warriors team because we haven't really seen them play all together for some time now. So I'm going to lean nuggets in this one. I'm, I'm afraid you're a little emotional over there, Liv. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I totally am. And I'm, I'm fully acknowledging that it is a hundred percent. There are emotions involved for sure. For sure. I I'm, I'm back in the Warriors. I love the Warriors in this series. I might even take them at minus one and a half on the series price. I, look, they close this, they close the season five and oh, four and one against the spread with no Curry and the defense got back to great form. I mean, they put up one fifteen in that last five game stretch and gave up one Oh two. And that's really the defense they played with and the intensity they play with at the beginning of the season. I mean, the Nuggets are six and 12 against the spread in their last 18 games here down the stretch, six and six. I'm a little nervous. They're giving up 121 in the last 12 games here. And the Warriors, they're pretty dominant against Denver. They're nine and three against the spread in their last 12. So I don't want to bash your team. I think it's been an incredible season for the Nuggets considering no Michael Porter Jr., no Murray, 
and even more injuries. And Jokic, I'm with I'm with you on him being the MVP. I think it's the best player efficiency rating ever in the history of the league. So I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I think the Warriors probably go 4-2 here. Um, and I feel pretty good about it. And I think I'm going to throw out Warriors to win the series and the Grizzlies to win the series. That's a, a double fan duel parlay that's around minus 120. I feel pretty confident. <laughs> you know, for, I'm gonna, for podcast listeners, that was live. Uh, not giving me positive body language. We'll leave it at that. You know what, Monaco? You're you're probably not wrong, but I just can't. How, here's this. I'm not going to bet on the series. I'm just going to sit back as a fan and hold my breath and be nervous. But I think you're right. Too much emotion for me. So maybe I just shouldn't bet it. I wish I had that discipline. All right, moving on to the Sixers and the Raptors. This is a big series. And right now on FanDuel, the line is Philly minus 184 to win the series. The Raptors plus 154. A lot of people really liking the Raptors. Don't want to call them a public dog here, but a lot of people are loving Toronto. And of course, Nick Nurse's coaching skills coming into the playoffs here. What are your thoughts on Philly and Toronto? I think this is going to be a very, very, very exciting series. I think that this Raptors team, they've been picking up momentum defensively, offensively. They've been solid. They've got, you know, rookie of the year contender in Scotty Barnes. Siakam as a center has been incredible. And I think one thing about Siakam that I really, really appreciate is he's very mobile. Um, he can guard, he can, he kind of guards everywhere and he can do a little bit of everything. And I think that is a huge weapon to have for this Toronto team. I also think it's worth noting that this Raptors team throughout the season has been battling injuries back and forth. So we really haven't been able to see them fully healthy for a long period of time. And I think the fact that they have been as successful as they've been um, just shows how deep that this team is. So I'm really liking the Raptors to give the 76ers a run for their money and potentially win this series. I think the 76ers are a strong team with a lot of talent, but what version of James Harden are you going to get? That's a huge question. And I think James Harden has a very, very significant role on this team. And the inconsistencies that we've seen since he's joined the 76ers to me are just hard to back. So I actually do like the Raptors here to upset the 76ers. Yeah, this is a coin flip for me. I, I think uh, laying minus 184 is not a great number at all. I do lean Philly. I, I know Toronto's 3-1 and one against them in the series this year. Philly won 2-3 last year. It's it's a tough call. I mean, the Sixers have been playing decent 16-8 and eight in their last 24 down the stretch. I think it comes down to star, star talent here, and I think – we may see kind of like we saw Garland just ball out on the national stage and then a couple of young guys balling out in the last couple of days. I think we might see the emergence of playoff Tyrese Maxey live. I, I think he's an underrated three. I think we are all in agreement. Harden looks like he lost a step a little bit, but if Tyrese Maxey can provide that really I mean, 15 a game is is probably what it'll be. But if he gets us 20 a game in three out of the first four outings, I have a hard time backing this Toronto team. I just think that this Philly team now that 
That Tybalt thing is interesting. He can't play across the pond in Toronto. So they're going to miss a little defense element there. I think this is a series that probably goes six, maybe goes seven. But I'm I'm going to lean Philly, not for a ton of particular numbers, more just the Embiid factor with the emergence of Maxi. And I do think Tobias Harris is just continuously forgotten about on this roster. And he was brought in to be a three. So it, you know, him and Maxi can give you 30 to 40 a game and take the pressure off of Embiid and really Harden. As long as Harden doesn't go to the club in the middle of the series, I feel comfortable with Philly winning and the home court as well. Yeah. Like it. It's tough. We're, we're on three different sides to start. I know. I think God. we're going to be on the same side to start uh, this fourth one, though. Bucks, Bulls. And we all know the Bucs have dismantled the Bulls this season and beyond. Uh, what are your thoughts on this series? It is quite a number you don't want to lay. It is minus, let's see, double check, 1,100. Minus 1,100 for the Bucks to win, plus 700 for the Bulls. What are your thoughts on Milwaukee, Chicago? Yeah, I, I mean, I got to back Milwaukee here just for the reason of what you just said, which is they've handled business versus them this season. And I think... This Bulls team is very interesting. There was a lot of excitement around them at the beginning of the season. I even jumped on the bandwagon a little bit and just was excited to see what they had to bring. Um, They obviously battled some injuries with Lonzo Ball, but I just don't see them being able to hang with a team like the Bucs. I think the Bucs are obviously more experienced here, and that does matter in the playoffs. So I'm going to back Giannis and company in this one and and say the Bucs are absolutely the move here. But would I ever lay something that's minus 111 or 1100? Absolutely not. Um, But I do think that the Bucs handle business and take the series. Yeah, I think, again, swept the series. They've won 17 their last 18 against the Bulls. Uh, The Bulls haven't beaten Giannis in years, plural. So this could be a routing. I do think there's a little value on the Bucs, minus two and a half on FanDuel and minus 170 to win the series and and cover. Uh, That's a 4-1-4-0 win. I mean, they beat them by 21 and 28 this season, four and eight the other. Uh, Two blowouts, again. This is too much pressure on DeRozan. They actually haven't really been healthy as of late as well. Levine's been injured the last couple of weeks um, coming in, coming out. Vucevic is going to get worked down low. It's going to be hard to watch. So I'm on the Bucks with you, and I'm on a minus two and a half for anyone out there that wants to put something on the series. The baseball season turns K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And with FanDuel Same Game Parlays, you can turn little bets into big paydays. Some of my ways and favorites To break down the same game parlays, I love the money line, sometimes the run totals, the actual over-under totals. You got player props. You can go someone hitting a home run, recording a hit, pitchers with Ks, and so much more. Also, make sure to let users know about the same game parlay popular module right now when they log in. In and that's right, you can cruise bottom right more wagers in any game's box score. Click it, get over, toggle to the same game parlay, and you are rocking and rolling. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. There's no better place to bet 
America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. I love betting on FanDuel for so many reasons. There's great promotions every day like the SGP. It's safe and secure. You get paid fast. It's America's number one sportsbook. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code MONACO to get started with your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in select states only. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 Arizona. Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1 888 7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat, Connecticut, 1 800 9 with it, 9789 Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Let's talk Grizzlies-Wolves here. I'm excited to get your take here. This Grizzlies team, I know you were on jaw in a lot of ways this year. He came out and balled. T-Wolves, though, gutsy comeback win, playing the championship song for Pat Bev and the boys T-Wolves plus 260, Grizzlies minus 320 to win the series with, of course, home court. How do you see Minnesota and Memphis? Yeah, this is going to be an exciting series, in my opinion. I think we could see it go all the way to game six. I do think the Grizzlies are going to win this one, um, and they are going to advance. But I don't think that it's going to be easy for them at all. This Timberwolves team obviously has a lot of talent. I think the biggest thing for me and the reason why I lean Grizzlies in this series is because they play smarter basketball. We saw the Timberwolves beat the Clippers, but they did not play smart basketball. There wasn't smart coaching and there wasn't smart playing. Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a huge factor in how they perform against the Grizzlies and he has to play smarter basketball. There also has to be smarter coaching coming from the Timberwolves as well. I mean, two of your starters in the first half had three plus they should not have been playing they should have been on the bench Carl Anthony Towns fouling out was a huge like obviously a huge game changer for this Timberwolves team now lucky for them they do have the talent in guys like D'Angelo Russell and we saw Anthony Edwards get a little bit of confidence and really really show out so I think they have the talent they're a very very talented team D'Angelo Russell is a closer and he plays very well against the Grizzlies One thing that I also think the Grizzlies have that the Timberwolves do not is a guy by the name of Dylan Brooks, and he has yet to play the Timberwolves this season. He makes a huge impact defensively as well as offensively, so he feels like a little bit of a secret weapon for this Grizzlies team for me. So I do lean Grizzlies, but I think the talent coming from the Timberwolves side will absolutely make this an exciting series. I could see it going to game six, but at the end of the day, play smarter, not harder. And that's the Grizzlies. So I'm going to go with the team that is better coached, play smarter ball. And that's the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's where I lean, but I think it'll be an exciting series. Yeah. All well said. I don't have too much to add. I'm, I'm with the Grizzlies as well. I mean, this team, they they're against the spread monster. They win the victory of best cover in the league last 63 games live. They've covered 42 of them. I mean, that's just insane. 21, three without jaw on the season. It's truly a collection of role players that have all played above their potential. They did split the season series with them too, too, but look, the wolves, 
they were playing with their food against the Clippers. Very fortunate to come out of that. They're only two and six in their last eight, five and five in their last 10 straight up. I mean, Grizzlies have covered seven in their last 11. And I just think their defense, their home core, the uh, the coaching as well, I, I give the edge to Memphis. I, I could see it maybe going for two. I mean, you're right with the Wolves having a lot of talent. I'm, I'm still scratching my head how Carl fouled out and then they played better. Um, I, it was just a fascinating thing to watch, but I like the Grizzlies here. And this is a team that I do think parlaying with, I'm sorry to say, uh, the Warriors over the Nuggets on is, is good value at minus 120 for both of these teams to win the series. <laughs> the disrespect, uh, the disrespect on a Thursday, Monaco. My I'm God. sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, if, if, if Jamal was balling and Mike, oh, and, and Mike Jamal, was balling, it'd be a whole other series. It. Trust it would, me. it would for sure. Speaking of a series that's altered and, and a ton of series betting line movement, last but not least here, the Jazz are what were an initial pick them to win this series. Now minus 290 on FanDuel. We've seen them all the way up to minus 400 at some books to win this series. Mavs plus 235. This series comes down to a calf of one Luka Doncic. How are you feeling about this series and going into it with all things Luka being questionable? Hold me to it if we don't see Luca play, but I just cannot see him missing this entire series. And so my advice is grab the Mavs while they're plus money because I really don't think Luca will not play. And I think that we're the reason we're seeing them at plus money is because like exactly like you just said, his calf is a huge question mark. Without Luca, this Mavs team is a completely different team, but I just cannot see him not playing. So I would love to grab the Mavs at plus money to win this series. I do not trust the Jazz. It feels like they've got like a dark cloud hovering over their head. They're just not a team right now that I trust to one bet on or to win any playoff series. They just, they don't have any excitement. They don't really seem like they have any chemistry. So I would love to grab the Mavs at plus money because I do think we'll see Luka Doncic at least some point during this series. And I don't trust the jazz at all from a betting perspective. They're a betting liability to me. So I, I'm, I'm leaning Mavs cause I'm, I'm holding on to hope that we see Luka Doncic play. Yeah, I'm with you. I love that, that play. And, and two, 235 uh, plus money is great value for a series. I was otherwise a pick them. I also do feel that this jazz team, I, I love the dark cloud reference. I mean, cloudy with a chance or whatever. I, it's, it is, <laughs> it is ugly over there. Donovan wants is. He wants so out. Like I, I think Dinwiddie is a huge, this is a huge moment for him to step up and play starting point guard for a game or two. Again, Lucas 23. I was just interviewing a guy who hurt his calf and he said, you know, it's more like a four to six week injury, but if you're in your twenties and not your thirties, you got a shot to bounce back within, you know, two weeks time. And we're already, you know, a few days into it. So I think if the Mavs, even if they were to go down 2-0, and if you want, you can live dangerously and, Hope you get even a better number with Dallas if they go down 1-0, which you will, or let alone 2-0. We still have home court, but ultimately I think plus 235 is a comfortable number to fire on. I do think this Dallas team is is absolutely better. And again, this Jazz team, they might have the worst chemistry live coming into this playoffs. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. Oh. I'm all over the Mavs here. I love it. All right, let's wrap with these couple of playing games here to wrap up the eight seed for both conferences. The Cavs are getting plus two and a half. They will have home court against the Atlanta Hawks. 
who just steamrolled the Hornets, and we were on the right side of that one. How do you feel about the Hawks going into Cleveland? Who do you got winning, and do you have anyone covering on this minus two and a half? I, I haven't fully committed to a side in this game, but I really love this Cavs team um, in this spot. I think being at home, home court advantage for the Cavs, I think is huge, and I think there's so much excitement right now around Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, and I think them playing at home um I just I can like see it now just them going off in in Cleveland Cleveland fans going berserk I, I kind of lean Cleveland here to be honest with you I think that with this Hawks team um there's so much pressure that's put on one to two guys to really do the job and I feel like the Cavs have a lot more chemistry um on any given night you can kind of see a great performance from any of them um with a few exceptions but I do lean Cavs here to be honest with you I just think they're um almost playing with that Cinderella story mentality just a little bit. And I think that that's going to work in their favor in this spot. So I lean Cavs, but I haven't fully committed yet. Man, I feel really good about Atlanta. I think it's a low number. I'm, I'm swallowing the two and a half. I just feel like this Atlanta team, too much offense coming in, second rated efficiency overall offensively in the entire league. I mean, you saw them just how many threes did they have out the game? I think they had eight threes in the first quarter, something ridiculous like that. And Trey Young didn't even need to cook, and, and they still were well-balanced. I mean, Herder, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, there's a lot of guys. I know John Collins is out. Hunter's not a bad feeling, and Capella's playing double-double ball. So I just think Atlanta has too much offense really when it comes down to it for Cleveland. I feel very good about the Hawks covering and really making it very interesting against the Miami Heat in the next round. Barry, that'll be a fun time. Whoever Hawks, wins. And the Hawks won three or four against Cleveland this year and three straight down the stretch. So I, I do think they have their number, and, and I just – I feel good about it. Nate McMillan, you know, give a little bit of the coaching edge to him over Bickerstaff, even though he's been an excellent coach. But let's talk rap and end with the Pelicans and the Clippers. Clippers do get home court. First ever playoff game, play-in game, which makes me sick to say, in the crypto arena – uh, with the rename Clippers minus three and a half live minus 168 McCollum though is playing out of his mind how do you feel yeah. about this Pelicans Clippers game this one makes me sick to be honest with you because <laughs> I mean here's my here's my only issue with the Clippers at this point in time is if Paul George is off then what that's kind of how I feel it's like okay if Paul George does not go off if Paul George isn't on they're in trouble. There's so much, he has so much offensive responsibility on this team. Obviously, yes, guys like Reggie Jackson can score. Is it consistent? No, it's not. So I, I just, I really worry about the, the amount of, of pressure that's on Paul George. Can he handle the pressure? I don't know. We've seen, we've seen a lot of different versions of, of playoff P you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling a little nervous about how much now normally you know, Kawhi Leonard in the mix, if Paul George is off, no, no sweat. Kawhi Leonard can pick up where, you know, where he needs to. We don't have that. And I don't really trust Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum. I don't really trust those guys to pick up if Paul George is off. So I do lean Pelicans in this one because they have so many different guys. They have Brandon Ingram now back and healthy. CJ McCollum, as you said, going off. Even Valanchunas, if he stays out of foul trouble, he is a huge piece to this puzzle. So 
I lean Pelicans just because playoff P don't know what we're going to get. And Paul George is fantastic. I miss watching him play, but he can only do so much by himself. I'm torn on this one too. I'm looking at the box score from last night. I mean, 113 for the Pelicans. I, I'm nervous because like the role players like Alvarado at 12, they don't really step up in the same manner when, when you're on the road typically than you, than you are at home. Pelicans did take three or four from the Clippers. So I, I don't think you're off in, in taking the Pelicans. It could be the sharp side with plus three and a half. They're a talented team humbly here, especially when you add Zion in. I just don't see the Clippers going home. I do see the Clippers winning. I don't really feel comfortable with the three and a half. I'd maybe lay the 168, but I just think, again, they'll probably come in pretty motivated, pretty dialed in. And I know if Paul George can't ball, if Terrence Mann can give you 15, 18, 20 off the bench, that's huge. If, Reggie can step up if, if Reggie or Morris or someone of that ilk, even a Canard or a Batum giving us double digits helps immensely. I do think that Paul George, though, plays excellent on this matchup. And I do feel comfortable taking the Clippers. I can't again. I, I try to put myself in weekend mode. I'm gonna be at a wedding this weekend. So I'm gonna be the guy at the at the table with the phone out. Watching the game. Lie, yeah, I, I won't it. be able to lie bed in Texas, unfortunately. But either way, I will be. I will be tuning into box scores. I'm going to have to lock in Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers over the Pelicans. We are just not on the same team today, are we? It is. I, we are on the same team. I'm, I'm still rooting for you. Look, someone's going to win here. Someone's going to so, win. And right. No, right. We'll, we are a team. So I, I'm rooting for – I'm just rooting for Ws, whether it's from you or from me. That's all I care about. So. Well, if you take out the first two emotional bets, the Nets and the Nuggets, we're, we're not too far off. So, yeah, you know. Good. But anyways, thank you for tuning in again to the best gambling show ever for Alex and Liv. We will be back next week with real playoff basketball after a couple games in. Can't wait to see you guys then. See ya. The volume.